mystery. In our history. everyone, welcome to the Mystery in Our History podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things conspiracy theory and urban legend related, and how they came to be. I'm J.R. Supa, that's Chris Berry, and today we have a very special episode for you. This is Mystery in Our Pasta. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're going to be taking here. a look at uh, different conspiracy pastas. Um for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, we are not talking about Italian food. We are talking about a pasta is a short, if you will. It's a short story. Or something that doesn't really have a lot of corroboration. Yeah, more or less. It's just something that somebody threw out there that's like, it could be true, but really there's not a lot that backs it up. I'm going to take so a stab it's... at explaining this uh, in this way. Um, if you've ever made spaghetti, you might think of, um, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but the way to tell if spaghetti is done is to throw it at the wall, and if it sticks, it's done. If it doesn't stick, you need to cook it longer. So a conspiracy pasta is someone, or just a pasta in general, is something that someone's just kind of thrown at the wall to see if it sticks. Right, exactly. Exactly Without further ado, let's start with topic number one. And topic number one is, every election year since 2004 has had a disease. So, obviously, we are in the midst of the coronas, the coronas, the coronavirus. Um, there is some uh, hysteria forming. I don't know if it would be mass hysteria as of when we're recording this, but a lot of people are pretty uncomfortable. Um, I, I mean, I have members of my family who won't even like hug or shake your hand because they just don't want to get sick. Yeah. So it's a little silly. Now, um, as far as the proof, here we go. Mm -hmm. 2004 was SARS. Yeah. I don't know if any of Anybody out there remembers SARS, but it was a big friggin' deal. It was a huge <laughs> deal, yeah. So then we go to 2008. So we skip 2006. 2006 is like the only year that didn't have one, mm -hmm. or election year, I should say. 2008 was the avian flu or the bird flu. I actually remember the bird flu. Yeah. 2010 was the swine flu, H1N1, which I had. Did you really? Yes, I had swine flu. Oh, shit. Yep, I had it. After three days, it was no longer contagious, um, so it didn't matter. But yeah, for a couple days in our dorm room in college, my roommate, Steve, whose last name shall remain anonymous, uh, followed me around the entire apartment with a can of Lysol. <laughs> and everything I touched, he sprayed, and everywhere I sat, he sprayed. Here's the real question, though. Did he still end up getting it? No. Oh. He did not. That because by the, time, by the time, it, like, I got it over the weekend. So by the time he got back, I was no longer contagious. But he was just spraying everything in our apartment with Lysol. It was 
hilarious. <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> All right. So in 2012, we have MERS. I don't remember MERS. Evidently, MERS was a thing. Um, you know, if I was more prepared, I could have looked up MERS. Because that would have been, you know, MERS disease. It's just that forgettable, so... Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing nothing immediate on uh, why exactly MERS was what it was, but MERS was a thing. It was a disease. It was an election year. Yeah. Then you have... Ebola in 2014. Remember Ebola? I do remember Ebola. That that one was scary. 2014 Ebola was a serious deal. Yeah. A lot of people were freaking out. Crazy part is is that in 2016, remember Zika? I do. People couldn't travel to um what was it? Tropical climates. Yep. Because of Zika, that's where it was, and I think that one in particular, that one and was it SARS? And I, I think avian, too, were transmitted by mosquitoes. Oh, was it really? I believe so. Um, or Zika, definitely. Zika was definitely mosquitoes. I think the avian flu and SARS were also mosquitoes, but I could be wrong on at least one of those. Or was it Ebola? It wasn't Ebola. No. Ebola was, like, um, from not uh, being unhygienic. Gotcha. From what I remember. Um, but yeah, so Zika was that like crazy thing. And like children were born like Zika babies. It was affecting their birth. Yeah. yeah. Um, then in 2018, Ebola got jealous of Zika and came back. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. But, but this was a big. worse strain of Ebola because you do you remember? I remember in 2018 – this Ebola was causing people to become zombies. Like this was the the zombie apocalypse scare in 2018, where people like were dying from Ebola. They were like, they they appeared dead and then they came back to life. Oh, really? I remember that so vividly because I was like, I, I knew it. There's going to be a zombie apocalypse. Interesting. I don't remember that. But... Yeah, man. And then oh. in 2020. We have Corona. Yeah. Yeah, that one is uh, it's, it's causing uh, hysteria at yeah. this point with some people. Well, so um, the thing to remember about Corona in particular, and I think most of these um, different diseases, is that they've always, exi- they've always existed, right? There's always been Corona, just like there's always been the flu, the difference is, is that this is a new strain of corona that they have not been able to cure yet. Right. That's why, like the flu, this, they say the reason why the flu uh, kills so many people is because there's a new strain of it every year. It's always adapting. Yeah. When you get a exactly. flu shot, you are getting the most popular form of the flu virus from the previous year. Whatever one had the most cases... That's the one they inject you with so that your body can build the antibodies. But it doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu for this year because this year's flu is possibly different from last year's flu. Big, big deal to remember. So the coronavirus yeah. is just – it's just a new strain of the coronavirus. 
Yeah, that's fair. But I, I am just going to throw this out there. This strain of the coronavirus has shut down the entire country of China. Oh, yeah. For a month. And multiple other countries now. And other countries. Italy has been quarantined. Yep. Uh, a lot of other countries have been quarantined. And uh, Now, by the way, now I, is the perfect time to go to Italy. It is so cheap. <laughs> Take a vacation. I'm just saying. You, you always <laughs> want to go see Rome? Now is the time. You catch that corona. <sighs> yeah. Listen, if you're but, not a baby or an elderly person, it doesn't matter. Here's the other saying. thing people need to understand. If I'm, if I believe this is accurate, fact check me if you want to. I'm, I'm happy with it. Okay. I believe the most, uh, the largest pandemic in recent history is the swine flu of 1918. Again, I'm, I'm almost positive that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That particular strand of flu killed 1% of the world's population. Crazy. Now, do the math. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But what does that mean? Of the world's population, 10% got the flu. Yeah. Okay. Of that 10%, only 10% died. Right. Put that into perspective. Like, put it into perspective. Essentially, the people that are at risk are the elderly and children. It's not so much you or I. But why is this a big deal? Why is it, so? Essentially, we're looking at every election year corresponds with a disease, which I think is very strange. But what what makes this conspiracy pasta to me? on top of just the fact that it corresponds with an election year, is that I've I've just finished two shows, um, one of which is Designated Survivor, the other of which is the new Amazon original Hunters. Mm-hmm. Both season three of Designated Survivor and season one of Hunters surround a... Nazi slash white supremacist plot designed to sterilize the minority populations. Interesting. Using bio warfare. Yeah. Well, yeah. And in both scenarios, it's essentially you feel like you're getting sick, you get sick, you get better, and then. It either kills you because you're a minority because it's geo-targeted or bio-targeted or it just sterilizes you and you don't know it until after the fact. Right. Yeah. And that's – that like the fact – but the, the weird part is, Chris, is that that can actually be done. Like yeah, there's, well, that's – There's a show on Netflix and I forget the name of it but it's about these guys – who do like biomechanical engineering on themselves. Like they test themselves. And like there's one guy that like grew an extra ear on his arm just cause like just doing experiments because you can't get funding or you can't get like the okay to do this shit for real. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really messed up, dude. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the, that's one of the 
conspiracies around the coronavirus right now is that it was it came from the Wuhan bio um it, not the there's there's a lab out there that that's checking or uh, working for cures for bio yeah uh, like their CDC and, or something like that yeah 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 and um basically uh, some people think that it is a bio weapon that got loose because of where it broke out it's very suspicious well, coming from but, China and China's um they're very reluctant to really divulge information, mm-hmm. uh, much like Russia. Yeah. So I think that's where that particular conspiracy kind of came from. Um, but the other thing is, is like what's really weird about coronavirus is I still don't know as of right now if there has been a reported case of any white person, Caucasian person, dying from this disease not yet like not not that i've seen anyway right that's what i'm saying like the 2200 or whatever that it has killed so far up until i don't know how many people have died in america at this point but before it came to america every single person that died from it i believe was a minority a non-white yeah. which that's the scary part six at this point i don't think we're in, at six thousand are we uh, no, uh, six people in America. Oh, six people in America. I thought you meant yeah. 6,000 people. I was like, wow, that's a jump. Yeah. I just tried to fix my glasses. They're not there. <laughs> no, you're not wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot Stupid. of... Um, there's a lot of, like, uh, live watch boards uh, going on with Corona right now. Yeah. Um, you know, French lawmakers are testing positive. U.S. doctors are pleading for tests. Um, you know, People are masks, saying don't use the masks. masks That's the other crazy part. Confiscated even yeah, in France. Getting, well, masks are getting stolen from hospitals, yep. from people who actually need them. Um, and then a lot of experts are saying don't use the masks. And and there's like multiple reasons not to use the mask, but reason number one is they're coming from China. Right, right, absolutely. And yeah, no, you're right. They're made it's in China. Crazy. Don't use and them. to top it off, it's ravaging the, the global start, stock market. Oh, my it's, God, uh, dude. It was insane. The Dow has been plummeting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And right now we have the what's called a, a dead cat bounce. Um, and I, I think it's, it's going to go down. Uh, let's see. Live numbers right now that I have pulled up. Uh, it says 97,000 detected. Confirmed cases. Yep, three thousand three hundred and fifty-six dead. So I'd love to see how many whites. Agreed. It's just it's and and because it's it's for data for data aspect. No, absolutely. it's just scary. It's scary yeah. that this has affected mostly minorities, if not yeah. entirely minorities. And granted, in China, the Chinese are not the minority. Absolutely. But there's still white people in China. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, how about Africa another. not having a lot of cases at all? Like yeah. a, Ebola just held up a middle finger and was like, nope, this is our territory. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Also, another thing, too, that I want to throw out there is um, the Iranian parliament is getting ravaged by the uh, corona right now. Are they really? Yeah. And, and just imagine – now, imagine – the fear that would break out in America if um, if like everybody if it came in the out White that, House that, 
that Pence had it or Trump had it or, you know what I mean? Like the, well, the pandemic. Well, Trump is at risk. Yeah, absolutely. So is, is Pence, actually. I think Pence is over 65. They're, oh, they're, both, they're all traveling around. They're all at risk. Yeah. The denial yeah. by Trump is what scares me. Yeah, I agree. I and have not, not not to make this a political thing, but just the fact that he's like denying it, right, makes me nervous. I I kind of wish I I, I, I kind of wish he would step up a little bit and uh, take control of the situation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he put Pence in complete control and almost put a gag order on it, which is <sighs> doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. So. Um. Anything else to add? That's it. All right. Corona scary. I don't like it's, it. Yeah. Corona scary. Um, and every election year gets a disease. So 2022, let's see what you got. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. It's got to be worse than Corona. <laughs> All right. Conspiracy pasta number two. The Russian boy who claims he is from Mars. This is interesting. Yes. I've, I've so I have an article before. here on my phone that I'm going to read. Um, and it says... Get your tinfoil hat ready, folks. Now, let's see. Russian native Boriska Kiprianovich has spent his life baffling both scientists and professors alike with the extraordinary claim that he was born on Mars. While declarations as outrageous as this are normally laughed off, Boriska has spent his life confounding experts with his astounding knowledge of our planetary system and was even hailed as a child genius. Um, I'm going to try and put some pics of this kid up on the screen because his mullet is party in the back and business oh, in the dude. front. He has the most bitchin' mullet in the world. It's fantastic. Yeah. His mother, who is a doctor, says Boriska showcased he was different just weeks after he was born by being able to hold his own head up unsupported. Good for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> she also claims he began speaking when he was just several months old and could redraw paint and paint when he was just one and a half. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his nursery teachers also claim to have been floored by his superior language skills, writing ability, and remarkable memory. None of this is about Mars. And while his parents and teachers never specifically taught him him about outer space when he was young, Boriska has a deep understanding of it and would often speak of being born on the war-ravaged red planet, Mars, and alien civilizations. So essentially, Boriska is John Carter. Hmm. Weird. But yeah, let's continue. Boriska states that although it succumbed to a massive nuclear catastrophe between two sets of beings, there were survivors and Mars still harbors alien life. What do you think of that, Chris? <laughs> I don't know, man. All I can do is laugh at this article. This article's so goofy, man. Oh, it keeps going. Hold on. There's more. I know. Boriska, who is now in his 20s, has claimed throughout his life that he was previously a Martian pilot that traveled to Earth. He also adds that he is not the only child from outer space and that others like him were reincarnated and sent here with a specific mission that are referred to as indigo children. It's just such a weird theory. Like, sent here... 
for yeah. a mission with other indigo children. Like, uh, anyway. All right. Well, I guess here's where it gets a little spookier. All right. Or kookier, whatever you want to call it. Bariska insists that there is a lot more to be discovered on Earth and has pointed to the Great Pyramid of Giza, 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 jackass, <laughs> in the past, which he says hides big secrets. I, I guess that. this is a direct quote from him. The human life will change when the Sphinx is opened. It has an opening mechanism somewhere behind the ear I do not remember exactly. Now that I don't buy, but I do believe that there is insane secrets in those pyramids. They're so off limits. I mean, yeah, I, it's, I'm on the fence about the pyramids. Um, well, what's curious about that particular quote? Scientists have recently made the discovery that there's a hidden, mysterious void within the pyramid of Giza. Mysterious hidden void. That's what it says. A hidden. Mysterious void within the pyramid. I feel like I would hear what a void. I don't know. Its purpose and what may lie inside is still unknown, and scientists currently have no plans to use an intrusive technique to find out. According to Mohammed Ismail, a spokesman for the Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities, quote: "It's the Great Pyramid. We can't touch it." Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. We have we have a Martian from outer space. That's throw that against the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. Who I guess has been reborn. Is that what we're going with? He's been reborn. I feel like that would make more sense to be reincarnated and maybe remembering a past life on Mars. That would make more sense than being shuttled here from Mars as a child. Yeah. So I think I think that's what this is really saying. Um yeah. but then you have pasta number two, which is what are the secrets? The secrets of the pyramids. Right, dude. And that's the other thing. It's like, I feel like there's definitely... Because here's the thing with the pyramids. So basically, I, I feel like there's a lot of conspiracy behind the, the, the pyramids themselves. Um, ge- ge- geographically, they do line up with a lot of other structures on Mars, which... That I didn't know. Suspect. I know that they like lined up with the stars and all that kind of stuff, but yep. not necessarily. Well, that's Mars. the thing. Yep, they line up with a uh, Orion's Belt. They okay. line up with other structures on Mars. There are other structures in Antarctica that line up with them as well. Gotta love Antarctica, um, baby. Yeah, and, and like that's just the thing. Conspiracy um, capital of the world. So uh, one of my one of my beliefs, and again, I don't have anything to base this off of, so this could be a pasta as well. Pasta. Um, I believe that there are potentially stargates um, that work in the sense of uh, like Stargate SG one. Exactly like Stargate SG one. Yes. Um, And that within the pyramids, there is some sort of secret transporter or portal um, that gets us around to other planets around the world, other places in our in our Earth. Um, And I heavily believe that that's one of the reasons other than oil that we are over in the middle east so often um now i know that we don't have a presence in egypt per se yeah Um, but that's what black ops is for brah correct so again i don't have a lot to base that off cia and all the spooks right all the drug trafficking and all that shit so yeah that's what Um, they're doing 
I mean, who knows, right? Maybe they're smuggling drugs to these Stargates around the world. I don't know. Um, again, that's that's really just based off nothing. But, uh, you know, it's fun to believe. Yeah. So. All right. So let's go to the last one we're going to do today, which Chris yeah. is going to give us. Yeah, so I dug up one today. Uh, I thought it was very interesting, and I decided to just uh, give it a shot. So uh, away, I never Chris. heard of this. What's that? Take it away, Chris. Take it away. All right. So I've never heard of this, but this is titled Untitled Charles Manson Album. Um, supposedly recorded in 1969 and uh, produced by Brian and Carl Wilson. Um, Brian Wilson meaning so, the Beach Boys Carl Wilson? Brian Wilson? Okay, I like it already. Yeah. So, okay, so it says, although the band has frequently and strenuously denied the existence of such project, the fact is that uh, Brian and Carl, and not Dennis, uh, as has often been stated, co-produced several tracks for Charles Manson at Brian's home studio in the Bellagio Roadhouse. According to Manson himself, we did a pretty fair session putting down about 10 songs. Steve Desper, who engineered the session, occurred. Right, yeah. Because, again, uh, not to interrupt this, but if you know anything about Manson, he, he was, was a musical musician guy. Yeah. before. Uh, not a very good one, but he was a musician. <laughs> right. So, kind of like, um, you know, if, if Hitler had been a good artist, World War II might not have happened. If, right. If he Manson a... had been a good uh Good musician. Maybe those people don't die. Yeah, it's weird to think about stuff like that. But for sure, yeah. Um, How's that for an alternate reality? Yeah, it's a, it's a nicer one. That's, that's for sure. Um, so uh, Steve Desper, who engineered the session, concurred considering that some of the material was, quote, pretty good. He had musical talent, end quote. Again, contrary to perceived Beach Boy history, these were not demos, but completed songs, or as completed as Charlie wanted them. Huh. Reportedly, he rarely took more than one pass at a vocal. <laughs> that makes sense. One and done, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we so, got everything we needed there. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Just cut it, print it. Uh, so Dude. what titles were recorded isn't known, but it's safe enough suspect. Uh, Wow, Jesus. Let me stumble across this word again. Suspicion that the song... Hold on, that... hold on. Let me find where you are. But it's safe enough... Supposition. It's a safe Thank enough you. supposition. Thank you. I but just have to help safe... Chris with his vocab. Yes, I, I'm not a... Yes. <laughs> but it's a safe enough suspicion. Supposition. Supposition. Jesus, I can't even say the word. It's getting me tongue-tied. That the songs that later appeared... On the Lie album, released after Manson's arrest, but recorded in 1968-69, numbered amongst them. The tracks on the album were Look at Your Game Girl, Ego, I Am a Mechanical Man, People Say I'm No Good, Home is Where You're Happy, Arkansas, Always is Always Forever, Garbage Dump, <laughs> Don't Do Anything Illegal, Sick City, Cease to Exist, Clang Bang Clang, and Once and I Once Knew a Man 
and Eyes of a Dreamer. Dude, okay, hang on. Yeah. Garbage Dump. Garbage Dump? Is a great name for a song. Right? Also, so you're saying that all of these songs that you just listed uh-huh. were Manson songs. Uh, that's what's being claimed, yeah. That's the claim. Yeah. Don't Do Anything Illegal is the most ironic song ever. Hilarious, If that's right? the case. Hilarious. The definition of irony. Yep. Absolutely. So, and then at the bottom it says in bold, very important point, the songs on the Lie album are not the Bellagio recordings. So, and then it says So they just remade them release. maybe? What's that? So, like, maybe they just remade them or something? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So, uh, what I, I mean, how I perceive that last line is that Manson made those songs, but then the Beach Boys re-recorded them. Right. And, like, and okay. basically took his work, I guess. Um, I don't know. That's a little presumptuous, yeah, I think. It's a little, to say the a little Beach cray Boys cray. stole Charles Manson's work and passed it <laughs> on as their own. You gotta have but, some balls on you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he runs shit from prison, guys. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting one that I stumbled across today. That's insane. I liked so that was a really good one. All right, so uh, I guess that's where we'll wrap up. Yeah. A um, couple of con- co- conspiracy pastas. I really almost yeah, had a bad. very They're... very big slip of the tongue there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, interested to know. Um, anyone listening what they think about this if they like stuff like this um i certainly had fun finding them yeah i mean again this is this goes back into what we've been saying since the beginning if you have any conspiracy theories or urban legends or pastas that you want us to cover just send them over to us at the number four guys media network at gmail.com yeah we'd be happy to go over them yeah um we will we'll tackle it just about anything at this point jr's running out of ideas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I do want to be clear, though. I do have a line of uh, creepy pasta and conspiracy pasta. There has to be a conspiracy in there. It can't just be a scary story. Correct. Or else I'm not interested. Creepy pasta is already something that gets done by another yep. podcast. Uh, not something I want to copy, as uh, per se. Um, we may tackle one here or there, but it, this is more of the conspiracy pasta yeah. for us. See, I have... I have one lined up that um, that rides that line, but I want to be clear that this one has pictures of very tangible evidence of a UFO following a gentleman. Okay, so that um, but that's and that's conspiracy. That's so that, we I have feel like touched on aliens, so yes. that counts. I feel like that crosses the line into the the conspiracy realm. Yeah, because we got pictures. And... Yeah. Proof. Proof. Exactly. Proof. Heavy, heavy quotes. Nice things I have. I, I don't know if I'm going to use the other video, but I am actually filming video. So when I do this <laughs> and you can't see me, the other video sees it clear. Beautiful. <laughs> Good. But all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next week on the Mystery in Our History podcast. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions or topics for us to cover, email us at fourguysmedianetwork at gmail.com. If you're on the go, you can subscribe to our shows on iTunes. 
be sure to check out our Patreon page, 4Guys Media Network, for access to exclusive content like minisodes and more. We have a lot of goals to hit, so we can keep improving and continue providing more content ad-free. So all of your donations are greatly appreciated. Make sure you subscribe to the 4Guys Media Network YouTube channel for all of our other projects by clicking the link on the right. And lastly, if you want to watch another episode, just click the link on the left. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. 